ever seen a week that's flown by as fast as this one, Avery. Oh, man, time flies when you're having fun. Sure does. Welcome to our morning take where Abraham and I decide to uh, let you a little insight as to how we <laughs> when we think about things. I'm still laughing about it. I'm thinking about this. But here, here's the thing. We left you yesterday, and if you have not heard yesterday's podcast, now just be honest, folks. If you have not heard yesterday's podcast, stop right now. Just hit the pause button. Wherever you're going, go back one day. Listen to at least the last two or three minutes of yesterday's, right? Yes, you definitely need to listen to that. Otherwise, this next part is probably not going to make a lot of sense, but you really need to. All right. And then I've got another uh, famous YouTuber that says, I'll give you a few seconds. Okay, so for the rest of you, I'm assuming you've heard yesterday's podcast and uh, you'd like for us to continue. So Abe says, uh, when we talked about the sword, Goliath's sword, that it smells like head and shoulders. And, of course, I, I lost it. And, uh, and so we were talking after the podcast. I said, uh, you know, that's sort of an inside joke that if you don't really know what the sword was used for, you, maybe that doesn't make as much sense to you. So I thought I would just try it out on Logan. And I'm not putting Logan on the spot or anything, but he was like, uh, yeah, I don't get it. And so I said, well, that's okay, because we know that David, uh, David didn't actually kill the giant with the stone. He could have. Said it hit him between the eyes, and he went down. But what really killed him was when he took his own sword, Goliath's sword, and separated his head from his shoulders. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what he did. And uh, uh, tell me, Abe, <laughs> so how did that? <laughs> oh, it was just, it was like like I was saying, you know, you just, you set me up for it. You know, it was coming. You should have seen that oh, coming Oh, I did not see away. that coming a mile away. So that yeah. was great. So anyway, yeah, that's the sword that... Uh, uh, and by the way, was it was it the podcast where you were asking if it was the Levites were packing? Or, yes, or yes. We, thought, we, we were talking about okay, that. Okay, so we did. Yeah, yeah, and and of course, you know, everybody should know that the Levites were the warlike tribe. They, anytime, uh, I think you said anytime Moses had trouble. Yeah, anything anything that happened within the camp, and if you go back to Exodus, I'll give you a perfect example. When Moses went up to the mountain, and then they. Uh, started worshiping uh, the idol and doing all of the things that they did. You have to go back and read it because I know I got some young listeners out there. When they came back down, Moses carried out the order and slew everybody that was involved except for Aaron. Yeah, yeah. And he did that by using Levites. Yes, all the Levites. Who's on God's side? Who's on the Lord's side? Of course, that would be the priest. Yes. All right. So anyway, so that's this Levite here. He has a, Ahimelech has a Goliath sword, and David's uh, answer is beautiful one. That's the best sword ever. There is none like it, and that is so true. What are the odds that David would find his sword there. Like, he's not even thinking about that. He's like... And it just, is his sword. Yeah, I know. And it's like, I'm just, I just need a weapon. Like, you would think this thing would be in, like, the uh, the Israel Museum or something like that. Like, man, this is the sword that this, kid, well, this little a, kid... It was on Knob Hill. Yeah, so, you know, I'm just like, what are the chances of this thing being here? So It's in the city of the priests. So. Just think of David's like, wow, how did this thing get here? No. Luckily, it was there. But it wasn't luck. Any, and well, no, there's no uh, such thing. And so, uh, so now we uh, skip forward just a little bit. David leaves, has all this stuff, uh, and Saul. But before we go into that, how do we feel about the story that David told? Let's talk about that. 
Well, I mean, I think it makes sense. He needed to get some bread. He needed some bread for his men. He, I don't think he wanted to involve Ahimelech in his own uh, uh, falling out with Saul. Listen, Ahimelech loved Saul. Ahimelech was true yeah. to the king. Yes. He, he don't need to involve him right. in, like, picking a side. What's he going to do? Go to him, Ahimelech and say, hey, man, I've got this uh, conspiracy against Saul, and I got, I'm running from him. And Ahimelech, first thing Ahimelech would have said was, dude, you need to get out of here, okay, because, you know, I'm true to the king. Yes. But here's the thing. You coming there, he's involved regardless. Yeah. He's, he's involved regardless. So my thing is... Why even, I mean, obviously we know why he did it, because he needed a sword and he was on the run. But this guy's life is in jeopardy. And, you know, you got to be thinking, I'm going to get this guy killed by even coming here. That's another reason I think he tells him what he tells him. That way nothing strange is going on. He thinks that he's just on a mission from the king. I doubt he even, I think he thinks Saul will never even find out about it. Mm -hmm. And Ahimelech won't say anything because he thinks David's on a secret mission. I don't need to say anything to Saul. And sort of that's the case until you get over here to, uh, uh, to chapter 22 of 1 Samuel. And uh, if you're following along, and uh, sometimes it's cool to follow along in your scripture if you want to. I'm literally going to try to uh, give you a little bit of directly what was said in 1 Samuel 22, verse 6. Saul heard that David and his men who were with him had been discovered. So Saul's been looking for David and his men, and now he finds he knows where they're at. And so Saul, he's sitting in Gibeah under this tamarisk tree. It says uh, he has a spear in his hand. Now, I don't think there's anything in the Bible that we should, you know, poo-poo over. Everything is said for a reason. Right, right. So really what it's telling you is, hey, get the movie in your head. This is Saul by this tree standing. He's got a spear in his hand. He means business. This shows this authority that Saul has as a king. And he says to his servants who stood around him, these are his buds. These are his best friends. In fact, he calls them Benjamites. It'd be like in today's language, my bros. This is his bros. This is his posse right here. His kinfolk. Exactly. Uh, and, and the one people he can trust. He says, will the son of Jesse also give to all of you fields and vineyards? In other words, uh, he certainly doesn't call him David, does he? No. Why do you suppose that is? Why does he call him the son of Jesse? When your kids do things that aggravate you or get you frustrated, you don't call them by their names because you're angry. <laughs> you're like, you come over here or <laughs> my, whatever. Do you know my dad used to call me John when he was mad with me? It's like, okay, my name is Frank, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> my last name is John Son, I guess. But he'd go, listen here, John. I was yeah. like, I never could understand that. Is that what it is? Or just think about like. Because I'm John's son. I can remember as a kid, my mom will be like to my dad, your son did X, Y, Z. Ah, yeah. That's even, that makes even more sense. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Our, Not my I, son. I have a name, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but it's your son. Yeah. Because I'm doing something wrong. Like, you know, he's, she's so frustrated. She don't even want to say my name. She's like, your son. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So do you think the son of Jesse is going to give you fields and vineyards? In other words, Saul is setting them up. Saul yeah. is taking care of them. Yeah. He's putting them on a guilt trip. I'm, well, he's telling them I'm the king and I provide for you. Yeah. 
So why all this people so enamored with David? I'm the king. I'm the one that's supposed to be getting the honor and the praise. And this is what we talked about in a previous podcast that, you know, it's getting to him emotionally. It's affecting his ego. It really is. This And it all started, it all started with a stupid song. Yes, Saul has did. killed his thousands, which is a wonderful thing. Here, we're going to tell you, Saul, you're wonderful. You've killed. But let's face it. <laughs> David's killed more. <laughs> And he just, he can't take it. You know, a humble guy, a Christian, the way Christians should be. Uh, I pastor a church. It's a very, very small church. I only have just a few people. And when I go to a bigger church where a guy's got like, you know, thousands, I don't feel any differently towards that guy. I just say, praise God's name. Amen. God has given him these people. But Saul would not be like that. Saul would be like, man, how come I don't have 2,000 yeah. people? What's wrong with me? I mean, I got 30 people I'm preaching to. What's wrong? And, and you know what? Some preachers actually feel that way. Yeah. But of course, I don't feel that way, nor should we. No. And that's Saul's problem. Too much pride, man. Yeah. Put your ego aside. Amen.